Pickaxe. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Triforce podcast. We're recording this on the very last day of 2020. Of the very uh, worst year yeah. of our lives. Yeah. Pretty bad one. I, f- I feel like people were saying that about 2019. At the end of 2019, people were like, God, what a shit year. It feels like it's something that's been happening again and again. And suddenly yeah. people think people think 2021, suddenly it's going to tick over. And everything's gonna be fine. Like well, a nice I mean, fresh that's start. That's kind of not how the world works. Is I it? know what it's you true. mean about 2019, but 2020, I think categorically has been far worse. No, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think people were expecting 2020 to be a good one. And yeah. It's, it's... I, I mean, I, I did. You guys remember the Australian fires? Did you remember the fires in Australia at the start of, the, of this year when that, the whole country was like an apop- apocalyptic wasteland and there was just thick smoke? I had completely forgotten about that. Yeah. Well, exactly. I watched this. Uh, Death to 2020, yes. which is the Charlie. We were just talking is, about it. It's Charlie Brooker's screen screen wipe or whatever. He used to do it every year yeah, on yeah. BBC. And obviously, since he's been doing Black Mirror and being out in America, I think he's gotten a bit um more I don't Budget. know. Budget. <laughs> Respect, I was gonna say. Yeah. Um, because that was always a great show. And yeah, I recommend it on Netflix. I watched it yesterday. I really liked I'll it. I'll have to watch that. I haven't it. It, it is yet. worth a watch. Yeah, it's worth a yeah, watch. Yeah, surprisingly, it's quite it's just it's quite good. Um, but yeah, that was this year, unbelievably. Mm. Those the the Australia on fire. Well, uh, you know, it's it's minus two according to my phone outside. It's freezing cold this morning. Yeah, it is a cold um, one today for sure. We missed a week of Trifles podcast last week because Pyrian was ill. Ill. Yes. Very, um, very, very ill. I had very the, I had Ill. the Rona. I actually he had did the, Rona. Have the Rona. I got tested. Um, Matt, Mrs. F and I got tested um, on I think the twenty first or t- something like that. And so this was after your kid was being held at home, remember, though? because Yes, so she was sent, sent home. Her entire year was sent home from school a week early from what would have been the end of term because a bunch of kids in her year tested positive. On the bus, Or people yeah, in their house did. So I was like, all right, so we went home. Uh, so she came home and we kept the youngest home because we thought, what's the point? And also, you know, if our eldest is a, at risk of, of spreading it, then she will have given it to the youngest and she would also be at risk. So we just kept them both home for the last week of school. Uh, they were like, this is great. And then subsequently, I got a, the, the, the sort of scratchy throat. If you remember, I think when we recorded, I had a bit of a, a wobbly throat. And everybody in my, when I was streaming, everyone in chat was like, oh, he's got the COVID because it's kind of a meme. And I was like, shut the fuck up. I don't have COVID. Yeah. I don't have a fever. I don't have a cough. I don't, you know, I, don't, I haven't lost my sense of taste or smell. Nothing. I'm fine. Subsequently, it turned out either that was the start of it, which I suspect, or I caught it a, a few days after that. But either way, right. I had it. it. It was the sickest I've ever been. And I had the Chinese flu before, which I thought was the sickest it's possible to be. I was well wrong. It is much easier to be an awful lot sicker. And I, it was so fucking horrible um, that even thinking about it uh, it's weird, actually though, gives me a cold sweat. With, um, with, like, with people who vape and, and just vaping in general, like uh, when I used to vape, I remember not having much of much of a sense of taste yeah. or smell. So it's like it, oh it's kind of like yeah. those are those are the sort of early warning signs that maybe you've you've got it. Right. And um you just kind of don't notice it, yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't really notice, right? If you're if you're an active vapist. Well, well, I'll tell you what, you think you don't have a good t- sense of taste or smell, but when you actually lose it, yeah. it is such an eerie sensation when i was in the 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 depths of it like really sick i had sort of feverish patches 
So I always think of a fever as being like your head is hot and maybe your body is hot and you'll, you'll go hot and cold and hot and cold and you feel lousy. This was like my entire body ached. All my organs ached. My back was killing Shit. me all the time. Oh, and man. I had these burning patches. Like my kidneys were red hot. My, like my lungs <laughs> felt awful. And you know, I'm not even sure where my kidneys are, but I like the idea. They're just back there. Just if yeah, you reach around the back, as knows, his, his were. It was yeah, like know, a, exactly. it was like on ET. He was like you could see them glowing <laughs> red through his skin. It was literally like, but in patches. So part of me is normal. Part of me is red hot. So I was just lying in bed. There was a three day period where I, I didn't eat. I I didn't drink as much as I should have because it made me feel ill to drink anything. It hurt to move in any way. So I just lay there. I didn't do it. I couldn't watch anything, couldn't listen to anything. I was just literally lying there. The nice little things that I heard about describing was if someone put a 50-pound note on your windowsill, you wouldn't get up to No, you wouldn't. You Um, absolutely would not. That's how bad you feel. And the other thing is, like, all of the stuff that normally works as a distractor, like, normally when you're... Like when you watch a movie or something or TV show or something you like, you quite quickly like, bam, you're in it, right? If you're when you're very sick, you can't get into that. Like you can watch your favorite movie for ten minutes and just be sick of it. Yeah, you know, do, do, yeah. You know, I, I literally of, didn't how, do anything. I tried listening to podcasts. It's really weird. Couldn't stand it. Couldn't stand it. So I just lay in my room, and also because I was in so much pain, like actual physical pain all the time, I couldn't sleep. So I would sleep for an hour and then wake up because I was in agony to have to turn over a tiny bit, which hurts, and wipes you out. I'd have a bit of bit of something to drink, take some more drugs, and then just try to go back to sleep. And I, I would just lay there. And you know, you know, when they talk, it's so stupid. This is so stupid. When people talk about being in solitary confinement and how, because my family were just leaving me to it, which is fair enough. I was just upstairs, just right. moaning. They left me to it, and I was there. There was a good 36 to 48 hour period where I was sleeping maybe an hour at a time for two days and Jesus. just literally unable to do anything, completely immobilized. And my brain was just t- trying to entertain itself in some way. So I was <laughs> like imagining God, conversations. I shouldn't be and, I shouldn't no, it be was awful. At this because it's horrible. But yeah, it like was, a it's funny, but it's funny now, on. but it was so bad. But I, I was just imagining movie sequences. Like, you know, that bit in Aliens. When Ripley comes back out of quarantine, or out of the, uh, the, the, they rescue her from the pod, and she's having to explain to the corpos about what happened and the alien. So you're telling me that you found an alien that has concentrated acid for blood. You know that bit, that <laughs> right. verbatim in my head replayed that entire scene because my brain was just like, let's just think of something, you know. And then like some some scene from the Matrix, and then some conversation I'd had when I was like twelve suddenly it's reappeared awful. in my brain. It, it's almost like you were in solitary confinement or something. Did in you prison not hear me and your say mind that? Was just yeah, yeah. Sorry, okay. but well, that, <laughs> but by by which I mean like that feverishness. Yeah, it's kind of this horrible. It really, I mean, obviously, really makes us not want to get sick. Don't, oh, God, man, do not yeah. get corona. I'm listen to me, kids out there. Who are, I know there's this app called Vibe, and I don't know if it's in America or if it's over here, where you arrange, like, be a rebel, have a party. Don't. Oh, my God. What? Don't. Do not get corona. It's fucking horrible. Don't do it. And the first thing I thought when I had it was, if my mum had this, I'm not kidding, I think it would finish her off. A hundred fucking percent. She is old. Well, me too. Like, I went, so I went oh, to yeah. my Sorry, grandmother's funeral this week. Sorry, buddy. I shouldn't she, have said that. Well, no, no, it's totally fine. Um, my dad just had the jab as well, actually, his first jab. So, because he's 80, my yeah. dad, so he's in the vulnerable range. 
And my mum and him are obviously, the, the whole family is very protective of him. And so we're really sort of like, oh, you know, he's the one who's at risk. So mm -hmm. we're not sure whether, you know, and I think it's quite restricting because my parents used to be quite, I don't know, like, they feel like since my dad's 80, it's like, let's make the most of things and, and do stuff, you know. And I think they've been quite annoyed in the last six months because they've been trapped inside it's mean it's meant they've not been as active as they normally could be yeah you know physically and i think that is detrimental to to elderly people too you need to try and keep active and stuff and so they've they have done a little bit of walk we're trying to walk every day and stuff but yeah you know when you're trapped in the same place it's it's hard and yeah you know, it's even, difficult yeah you know going out anywhere feels like a little bit of a risk when it's kind of you know out there and so i, I think it's quite scary for for these 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 folks you know um i don't know I feel a bit sorry. Anyway, it was a very nice funeral, actually. Good. Um, not very many of us there because we don't have that many big of a family anyway, really. Yeah, I guess with um, restrictions and stuff, it's a bit weird for getting people together and stuff anyway. I think it was, it was a bit stressful for my mum because she sort of felt like she was organising it and it wasn't quite, it didn't quite go to plan. Like they played the wrong music at the start oh. and then it sort of overran a bit and so they had to cut one of the readings and then another sort of they played the wrong music at the end and so my mum was a little bit what, what songs unhappy. did they play well my well, like acdc or something just accidentally <laughs> i i think it was just uh they pressed the wrong button or they they googled up a song and just it was the wrong version of it or something you know what i mean I, how hard the just... fuck is it you get given two songs you play the songs i know honestly it, i think it was all just a bit poorly but i bet poorly. nobody said anything because you i don't think well Gosh, but, but, yeah my mum said something at the oh, time as well okay. she was quite stroppy at the time but, Good. but i think she was also a little bit upset um and sort of I, I actually i think everyone else thought it was fine and didn't really notice i think one of the reasons it sort of overran was because my dad um sort of talked a little bit about how he knew my nan and it's interesting how you don't realize necessarily how other people know other people, right? And so I think for a period of time when Nana had just sort of gone in after her, after my granddad had died and after she'd kind of moved to a smaller flat yeah. near nearer to where my parents were, my mom and dad sort of regularly visited her every, you know, a couple of times a week to bring her supplies and help her out and do stuff. And so my dad ended up actually sort of spending quite a bit of time with her um, and you know like so he because they they read the paper together and so they talk about certain things and she'd always try and like not exactly bait him but kind of like you know see see if she could get him to get his opinion out on something you know and so they had this kind of odd friendship that that blossomed and you know they played a lot of scrabble together and i think that it was it was nice to hear how she had you know been a part of his life um from a different point of view because to me you know, as someone who, uh, you know, I moved across the country and so I didn't see her for a few years. But before that, when I was at home and when I come back from uni and when I didn't have a job, I sort of took on the role of going and seeing her every week. So there was this period of two or three years when I got to know my Nana very well um, and became sort of friends with her. So it was, it was, I think each, each of us kind of has our own positive memories of, mm. of this, this person in our family who I guess none of us knew you know super well but each of us knew a different part of her you know because my mum and her sort of bonded a bit on flowers in her garden and things like this anyway it was all it was a very nice event it snowed like crazy wow um, just the skies opened and it just absolutely snowed where down. where was it snowing where did you have to go for this so it, it was only an hour on the train up from so i took the from train Brazil. from 
Bristol to Cheltenham. How, how busy was the train? Well, fuck, fuck, no one. No one was on it. So it was, it was <laughs> well, it was fuck, on, fuck, no one. No one. It was like, <laughs> it, it was the 28th um, wow. of December. And so, yeah, obviously everyone's off work and yeah. school anyway. But, and locked down. But the, the train was empty, but you can't sit next to anyone. They've got each of the, you can only sit on the inside seats, you know, yeah. the window seats. There's no aisle seats. Um, and the, the, the trains were running a very limited service anyway. And so it was like kind of a very, it's a very strange time. <laughs> trip yeah. overall. Gosh. Yeah. I think traveling and doing anything at this time. So, so weird. You know it's what? All, the, it, it is, it is weird. It is very weird, but I'm also kind of impressed with the level of organization in, in managing all of this shit in a weird way. Like when we went for our, our COVID test, which you have to do yourself. I thought someone would do it, but you, they hand you a bag with all the bits in. It's like a little test yourself kit. And you know what? We had to go to this place. It was on a university campus over near Teddington Lock. Anyone in the area will know it. And there's like a tent. And the first thing I thought of was if this was a video game, this would be the zombie sequence where you have to go into some big medical tent and there's all evidence of people desperately trying to save people and then they're turning into zombies, right? That was literally yeah, what it looked like. Yeah, there's like a whole load of bodies lined right, up along the floor. Right, it's piled up and a load of yellow bags with the yeah. toxic symbol. That's what it looked like. Oh my God. So you go in there and there's all these little booths that they've built <clears throat> and the instructions <clears throat> are printed on the wall and they hand you this plastic bag with all these things in. And there's a lady there who stands and just directs you, open your bag, and you open the bag. And then she goes, remove the little pointy thing. And you take out this long piece of plastic with a piece of cotton at the end. You have to, and then it says, now you have to swab your tonsils. Now, I don't know if you've ever tried to poke yourself at the very back of the throat. Um, it's really um, fucking horrible. <laughs> um, Believe when me. When I was I, younger, I was more able to. Uh, <laughs> every day. Well, let me tell you something. I have a, a newfound respect for the ladies and gentlemen that manage that in any of those yeah. pornographic movies because how they don't just vom instantly. Oh my god! I, I if I brush my tongue, I'm like gagging. So right. I don't know how like somebody gets like a big monster horse cock in there it, for realsies. Mouth but this this is just a little it. piece of plastic. So you have to jab the back of your tonsils. They give you a little mirror, and you're like, yeah. like that. And then you have to hoik that up your nose, and it says poke it up there until you feel resistance. And I'm thinking. Instantly, I don't want to put this up my nose. Does that count as resistance? But it doesn't. You have to jab yourself at the back of the nose. It makes well, you, you really, be, you can, your eyes you water. Can, you shouldn't be overdoing it, I'm guessing. But then again, you do want to get a nice DNA A good solid sample. Yeah, so yeah, then, yeah. yeah, once you did that, then you snap it off and put it in this little test tube with this liquid in, put it in this bag and then seal it up. And then there's a the tiny little rubbish bag for all the leftover bits. I was like, this is impressive. Yeah, and then the dang. very next day, you get the result. And they were like, yeah, you've got the Rona. I was like, fuck. And then they call you up to see how you fuck. are. They're like, how are you? I was like, fucking awful. And then they call you again, like <laughs> seven or eight days later. How are you? Like, much better. They're like, good. And then it's all recorded. And any problems? <laughs> oh and I was God. like, wow. It was impressive. I feel, I, I feel bad. Okay. Um, just I would just like to preface by saying I feel bad because... Um, I have like related stories to all of your big stories today, um, but like at what, the same time. Are you going to try and one up them? All? No, no, I really, no, I want to hear. I it. really don't, don't want to. Don't feel bad. I, this <laughs> podcast is just about hearing what you guys have been doing. There's no thunder. It's been We're a just busy yapping. two weeks. We just it's been yapping. a busy two weeks. We got lots to go. Okay, through. listen. So okay, just so get started. Flax. So. My son had to have the same test uh, because he was around somebody who tested positive for Corona. Thank right. God he didn't test positive good, and good, none good. of us have gotten it. 
this is very good for us at this uh, point in time for a reason I'll explain uh, in a minute. Um, secondly, <laughs> okay. Lewis, I'm so sorry that your nan passed away. Uh, I would also like to say that my grandma <laughs> passed away two oh nights ago. Oh my God! I know. Holy crap. But it's 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 not, I, I wasn't as close to my grandmother as you are to your nan. And as sad as it is and everything, she was like 95 years old and uh, she lived a really good life. And she wasn't like very sick leading up to passing away or anything. She was like on palliative care for like a day. Uh, but before that, she was like, she was totally with it. She was fine, everything. Um, but she was just very old and, uh, and she passed away. Uh, but I don't know what they're going to do for funeral or anything because in Canada, the lockdown's different. It's a lot more strict where my parents are and stuff like that. So I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I think there's a yeah. I mean, I actually went to a, a, another funeral this month, but it was God, on Zoom. Good God, lads! I know. Um, well, that's so. That's my last uh, grandparent. All my grandparents oh, are gone. Oh, sorry, dude. It's one. It's that that point in your life you get to, I guess, when um, the generation before the last one is is pretty much gone, gone. Right. Yeah. Same with my wife's side. No grandparents left. Yeah, I, I will say attending it in person better. Yeah, um, uh, you get closure, I guess. Right. I think it was. I felt a lot more. I don't know. Like I. I thought I, I was a lot sadder than I thought I'd be. You know, I went in thinking, oh, you know, this is this is a celebration. You know, this is this is part of life yeah. um, and and stuff. And and but I was I was quite, I got quite 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 tearful. Yeah, actually. yeah. It's, it's, I, the worst thing for me because I, I I all of Maddie's grandparents um, died. Uh, in, like I I met them all. She didn't meet any of mine. They'd all died before we met, unfortunately. But um. For all, all my grandparents, for some reason, died an awful lot younger than, than hers. All of her grandparents, I, I met them all. They were all lovely. And uh, we buried them all, which was, you know, it, it, is, it is horrible. Um, for, for me, it's even though I, if it was someone I wasn't that close to, there's something about seeing that box, that very final moment when you see a box that has a person in. It's horrible. It's very emotional. Very emotional. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm sorry to hear about that, Sips. And what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, it may you may well have memories. You yeah. know, something might trigger well, your memory. Childhood you might think memories. That was a nice I spent time. Uh, summers out there when I was from a in kid Canada. And stuff. From when yeah, you were when I was in Canada. Canada. Yeah. I'm, but I haven't. I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen her um, because obviously she lives very far away. She lives like close to where my parents live, which is in the middle of nowhere on the west coast of Canada. So it's not like it. It, it hasn't been. I'm sad, but like it's not devastating or anything. Yeah. Like I think you were a lot closer to your your nan and your family in general, so it's like it's probably hit you a lot harder. And like I said, I don't want to like steal your thunder or anything. It's just uh, that's it, not complicated. No, it's I just a related so. yeah, uh, yeah. a related thing. But I would also like to say that um, it just shows how beautiful life really is uh, when you think about it. Because uh, your nan has passed away, my grandmother's passed away. They were old. Um, and it's like, uh, life just has this way, right? Because, uh, like some older people have passed away and, uh, inside my wife's stomach right now is, uh, is new life forming. Are you serious, we, dude? Yeah, we're, we're having a third. Are you serious? I, I swear. Yeah, we just oh had the God, scan today. Oh my God, congratulations. I couldn't go to it because of COVID, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh. Oh my God. You, we're having another you baby. You I know, I know. <laughs> you fool. Yeah, did, that's was, it. Fool. Did, did you plan to have a third baby? Yeah, yeah, like, was, yeah, planned, yeah. Oh, it's amazing, yeah. dude. Yeah. So, yeah, so she's. So that's dude. why, is that why all this loft? 
Valve conversion and stuff is something you guys are cracking on with? Was this a yeah? Big well, I mean, it was it was kind of like part of the the plan, right? It was like, well, we want to have another one, but you know, if we can have like you know, we're like a little bit older, we weren't sure like if it was possible or whatever, but we were like, you know, okay, let's well, we're we're gonna try anyway and see. And detective uh, P flax strikes again. If, oh, if, mate, if the loft conversion is a dead giveaway. Well, yeah, but saying. but yeah. we were just kind of like, if if nothing happens on that front, then at least we have this converted loft that we can make into a games room or whatever. Right. Uh, but now it looks like uh, my son or daughter is gonna. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! Uh, oh, that's and amazing! We're gonna have another baby. So oh, that's I can't very, wait. That's very bizarre because Sips, my cousin is also pregnant. At the, uh, and that's to happen. Been announced this week. So it's strangely, it's a new life. We're, we're like uh, kind of in sync, strangely. Like some kind of, I wonder if the power cosmic. of the Triforce, yeah. Maybe. that triangle, is a magical Maybe. thing. Yeah, three yeah. sides in balance, three sides forever joined in yeah. harmonious balance. So, so well, my dad took me aside, you see, and said to me, son, oh, you know, it's all triangles. Son, um, son <laughs> your cousin's pregnant, and let me tell you, it's not mine. <laughs> kind of weird, I know, but <laughs> just want to emphasize that not mine. Well, he yeah. sort of said to me, you know, you got. He started off by saying, "Well, you got good brain, Lewis," and I was like, "Where's this going?" So he's lying he right like, from the outset, is what you're saying. And it would be it would be a shame if you know you weren't to pass that you know good brain down to some <laughs> possible future so he's he's pitching the idea to you of having kids from a this is for the species kind of thing he's saying listen yeah. Lewis, for the sake of humanity you must procreate that's his he'd pitch. obviously he'd obviously considered how to bring it up with me because <laughs> my brother obviously my brother hasn't had any kids in his um in his marriage and so i'm the you know the surviving brindley yeah you know i'm the future of the brindley line and so i sort of i looked at him and i said i, I said like well you know I'm not sure that's how it works anyway. You know, uh, you know, I don't think that that's necessarily something that's passed on in that sense. But um, no, but it I also is. Said it definitely like, is. You'll notice. Well, you'll notice your kids are very much like you, and that the things that they are interested in are things that you're interested in, and they're but but that there are also things that you are really interested in, but they don't give a shit about. They're they're their own people, but there are definitely things that you think that's just like me. That is really just like me the way they're interested in those things. And for you, I think you are a smart guy. I mean, look what, you know, you've done a lot, in my opinion. You've done a fantastic amount. Even yeah. just if you're talking about the Jingle Jam, if you look at that, $20 million raised, that in itself is an, is an achievement that 99.9% .9 of people in the world will never manage. So I, I think that, you've that, done I'm some very really good things. That, you should be proud of, of that. To say, but I don't think that's enough of a reason for me to I think to it bring... is. I'm with I'm with Brindley Senior on this one. Right. Start cranking out I think kids. there's a lot of Planet factors. needs more you Brindleys. Need... I don't think I'd Man, ever say yeah, that. Yeah, but I, it's honestly, true. like we're I mean, because it's like a, like a fresh topic because like we're you know expecting a, another child and stuff and like and 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 having had two children and I'm sure Flax can agree with this. Uh, there's there's really nothing uh, in this world like holding your own child like it is it, it, it's beautiful like the it connection is an, it is an incredible thing it, it's just an incredible thing and it's like if you can have kids you should i mean it's not like don't like don't get bogged down with all this oh it's irresponsible to have children in the world like every generation has had that like you hear people saying that in like the 60s and and, and everything but honestly, like uh, we 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 have this ability to to do this like incredible thing uh, while we're here in the short, very short time that we're here. And uh, I would say to you that if you can do it, 
you should do it. It's a, it is amazing. Like it's work, but uh, it's the best work. Like it's the it, best work. Yeah, that's it, it just it, it's like it, it, there's there's nothing like it. You'll never you'll never have an experience like it. Like you you could you could seek out experiences like your whole life, but actually creating your own person and holding them and then uh, helping them grow into um, like a, a you know a bigger person and stuff is the most incredible thing. No, that's, I mean, that. it all sounds amazing. You're selling it to me. But where can I sign up? How do I create one? Well, well first, my, first you need own. to get a lady. Yeah. Well, this and is the issue, right? Your PPE you goes to, in her foof. It's, it's not yeah. really, I'd say less than, less than 60%. <laughs> <laughs> of the work is mine, right? <laughs> no, well, well, I mean, you're, saying, you're, you're well, still a you, vital component. Yeah. You, but. you are. I mean, obviously, and this is this is obviously you know this is uh, this is a men's rights podcast. I'm, uh, I'm the spark plug. The ladies do right? most of the work. She's the she's the engine. <laughs> you're right? the spark plug. Yeah, you're a, bit, a bit more than that. Are you more like whatever the fuel injector thing is? I don't know how cars work. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't know anything about cars. This is a manly podcast. This is a manly yeah, man's podcast. Where the warbling flange. <laughs> you're the injecting. And, uh, you in- hard inject the turbo juice. That's right. You gotta be. You gotta get that your your man Piston. pancake. You know those bits in in the in the, uh, the faster faster and more furious movies mm-hmm. yeah. you're the you're you know when they when they frown or they scowl and they look at the other guy and the person nods and then you push a button and you hear a and the car goes that's your role <clears throat> yeah yeah and sure. then you tokyo drift I mean... she, she tokyo drifts a baby out boom yeah. job done you're always talking about how the human <laughs> race needs to do better right yeah and we need to we right. need to improve and stuff your child Brindley Jr. or anybody listening to this, your your children will be the ones to do amazing things that maybe you haven't done. I, yeah. I don't know. I, think, well. I don't know. I maybe think they'll never, do a better jingle jam than you. You one can day. never predict that though, and you can never plan for Not it. Right. I think that it, you they're you've got to hope for they're it. They're an independent any more than you can control. But you don't you know, need to be set on that either, though. You just sort of take it as it comes. You know, you. They they come out. You have you you think one thing, and then you know you're you're slapped with the reality of the situation, and your perspective changes and stuff. And it's uh, I mean it's it's spicy, right? It keeps I, you I, on your yeah. toes. I know I joke about all of this stuff, but I'm I'm in complete agreement with you too. I think if if it had fallen right for me, and I'd been in the right place for it with the right person, I think it would be easy, right? Well, but I think that, you're lucky. That it's as... not only my decision, and it's not only that's true and it's difficult it's a hard it's, i don't feel i feel like a, a a child still i feel like i'm completely immature you know like, you know what lewis we all feel like children until know, we have crazy yeah. until we have a and child even when you and have I, again, children you still act like you a do child still feel like a big kid yeah, yeah. but you but now yeah. you're forced to be responsible and grow yeah. up and be considerate that's and, it and try to teach people but honestly i know that people listening to this who haven't got kids or don't want kids or hate children will think I fucking hate it when people who have kids go on about them like they've achieved something fucking amazing. All you did no. with that fucking yeah, kid. But just remember, child. all, all you people billion. who feel like that, somebody has felt like that about you at some exactly. point. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you, you honestly uh, can't understand Unless you understand descended it. from the sky, which uh, you probably didn't. Or your parents hate you. Uh, or your parents absolutely hate you. But at some point, I think um, I think somebody felt like some joy to bring you into this world. Maybe even if it was just, um, you know. Fleeting. Yeah, fleeting. Well, yeah. well, the other thing about waiting longer is that, um, you know, it's going to be harder for you to have grandchildren, right? And so I sort of looked at my dad and I said, you know, people in glass houses because 
he didn't have me until he was 45. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's, 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 I've got eight years till I hit the limit. No, that, well, that's that not even the limit for male, for males. It's different uh, for women. There's, there's definitely like a, uh, like a, a time thing, like a cutoff point. But I mean, if you are an older guy and, uh, you are with a, a younger woman, you could, you could still feasibly have children like oh my I mean, god well just, i mean look at the old uh, look at trump he's yeah. got his bloody he's got like an eight-year-old kid. he's like almost 80 years old exactly i mean jeff goldblum's just had a kid yeah. i think and he's about it's not imagine I, jeff I, goldblum it's, it's, being your dad it's all that would be but so weird it, it's doable like i mean if you were actually worried about that kind of stuff but i yeah. mean you're a young guy like a, you're a young buck you're in just great a shape. little young i'm not gonna snapper. have children at 70 now you're mad but no. I, i'm never gonna not gonna do that Oh, think, like think of uh, how much changes in one year like you're not even 40 yet you you is never know really jeff goldblum is 68 yeah, 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 good yeah. God. his wife's my age good god so. he's 68 i suppose he has been around for fucking ever yeah he has to be fair he's been around a long time before we carry on the triforce podcast is sponsored by expressvpn thank you very much to them you can get three months free if you visit expressvpn.com slash Triforce. We all connect to the internet via ISPs. I don't personally trust those guys with my data. They log all of your internet activity and often maybe they don't even have any control over what they do with it. You can install ExpressVPN on your computer or phone. It's a simple app that encrypts all of your network data and tunnels it through a secure VPN server so your ISP can't see any of your activity. It doesn't slow your connection and you wouldn't even know it's there. So stop handing over your personal data to ISPs and other tech giants who mine your activity and sell off your information. Protect yourself with the VPN I trust to keep me private online. Visit expressvpn.com slash Triforce. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S VPN.com slash Triforce to get three extra months free right now. Thank you very much. By the way, been watching some movies over the... Uh, yeah, well, I guess you've had time lo- to, Lockdown yeah. and The Misery, so uh-huh. yeah. Okay, let's move on from funerals, babies, and uh, four, four weddings, to... four funerals, and oh. a... Childbirth announcement. Well, because yeah. wait, before we move Chris- on, though, uh, this will be remember. the first time that we've had a uh, a baby in uh, the summer months. Uh, babies due in July. Okay. Um, both mm-hmm. of my kids are October and December babies, so colder months. Yeah. So we're looking forward to not having to wrestle with a newborn into like a snowsuit uh, to keep them warm and stuff. <laughs> yeah. When leaving the hospital and other right. really annoying things about. Newborns. And you've got AC, so it won't even be bad in the house, right? In the garage, the... I've got AC, yeah. Oh, um, I thought you had it in the house. But that's okay. There's If I clear all the junk out of here, there's plenty of room for pacing and uh, getting rid of the colic and yeah. you know uh, what? rocking well, the baby to sleep in the just, AC. Just uh, maybe put the put the crib right next to Terry. Yeah. Terry can keep an eye on the back. Terry can, no yeah, problem. that's true. Actually, yeah, put Terry to work. He's just loafing around all the time, <laughs> sleeping and <laughs> fucking, you know, just eat, eating up all of my dandelions. To, to colic. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm not. Wait for the colic. I'm, there's, there's plenty to not look forward to. Let's, oh, yeah. Yeah, Let's rough. be clear; it is rough, but so the, the first year oh, is very is very rough. Yeah, but, oh, but everyone guys. everyone I know who's had a third. Everyone I know who's had a third. The third baby is like a fucking breeze. You know what you're doing. Yeah, and the absolutely. third baby is always just chill because yeah. the one if there's one thing that little kids love, it's watching slightly older kids. Yeah. It's like the most fascinating thing yeah. in the world for them. And they love watching right. that. I mean, my daughter sisters. grew up a lot quicker than my son because she had my son to to run around exactly. after. And yeah. with the baby, she'll have, or he, 
uh, we'll have, um, we don't know yet, by the way, um, we'll have, uh, my, my, my five-year-old daughter and my nine-year-old son to, uh, to run around right. after. So we'll probably have be like fully in a business suit and ready for work, uh, within like six <laughs> months. So, oh, so here's a question. Is this the first time that you told anybody about it? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, like family have known about it for like a right, couple right. of weeks. But I mean, but so yeah, you haven't yeah. like you told your stream or anything like that? No, no, I haven't wow. told anybody yet. I, I'm, honestly, I'm honest. This is fresh news. This is this morning. Like I'm we got honest. The, we had the scam this honored. morning. So That's brilliant. So yeah. that's why you said you said you might be late. Yeah. Well, yeah, oh, unfortunately with COVID puzzle. and stuff, I just couldn't go. So my wife yeah. had to go on her own. Which is not great, but the, it was all it was all good news and stuff. So babies, everything's where it should be, and the baby was um, bopping around and stuff. So, so Fantastic. I've got a so uh, to talk about detective stuff, right? Obviously, I really like watching all this detective murdery stuff. I've watched uh, anything to do with it. I've I've watched it probably real life or or playing it on a game. And me and Lydia used to do a stream where we played murder. Yeah. And anyway, I was I was looking at because every year at the end of the year I look through for the top games of the 2020 and I try and play them all right. So to try and like give me a little bit of new injection of new stuff. Um, and so I was playing. So I, I looked up the Polygon top 50 games right of 2020, which was right. the, it was the thing they put together like a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. right? And fuck me, it's it's a complete garbage list. I, I think it's it's total trash. Well, like, okay, the, the give me some here, examples. Well, okay, so obviously guess what number one is, and it'll be fine. You'll be Cyberpunk able to guess what 2077? No, I don't think that's even on the list, but oh, right. uh, Hades is number one. Hades, on the list, which okay. is a great game. Yeah, um, Really enjoyed that right. when I yeah. played it. I don't know if it'd be number one. Animal Crossing's number two, and Microsoft Flight Simulator's number three. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, that sounds all right. Feels feels fine. And then number four is is Final Fantasy VII remake. Sure, sure. again, whatever. Um, they they put like then it starts going weird, right? It's got a lot of it's got a lot of games on here from console only, like Spider Man Miles Morales, which I haven't That's played. Sure, I'm sure, I'm sure right? amazing. There's like you know it's got the, obviously things on there, but on one of the ones on this list, and I think it's pretty early on, um, is this game called murder by numbers right right and i was like the fuck is this and so i looked at it because i had it on my steam library already and it's 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 a picross game have you ever played picross no no it's like that so i had a puzzle book the other day because my nan used to do these kind of going back to my nan but she always used to get puzzler which is this magazine where you get a free pen and it's full of puzzles <laughs> um and so i i had one over christmas because i thought it's quite nostalgic you know um and I was enjoying going through it, doing all these stupid puzzles. Anyway, I, I played this game, and it's it's Picross. It's basically, it's basically you get a grid, and it's got numbers, and the numbers tell you which blocks you're supposed to fill in. Anyway, it's like the because <laughs> I've I've also done two jigsaw puzzles this Christmas. Good God. Um, wow. And so I've done two jigsaw puzzles. I've played this. I've done Puzzler, and I'm fucking playing. Oh you're God. a game man. Play, which you know. I thought it was going to be a murder mystery. I, I thought it was going to take me out of it. I thought it was going to be something actually right. good, but no. It was. It's this weird pit cross thing with an anime story, and I was like, I was, I was like, what the fuck am I playing? But then again, I'm, I'm actually quite into it. I like the, mm. I like, I like it. Right. But I will say the other game I played about murder, which I, I sort of can recommend, ish, is a game called. A hand with many fingers. Right. It wasn't on the top recommended list, but someone sent me a, a, a link to it. It's like three pounds. It's like about two hours long. And it's a game where you've got a crazy wall with all the pins 
and you've got a file room with loads of boxes and you have to go out, you have to like look through a file of facts, um, find like a reference to a file you want, go down to the basement, grab it, bring it back up, oh, go through it and stick the important bits on the wall and link them together on your crazy wall with pins. And it's, it was really fun. So a hand with many fingers. It's about the CIA. I, I liked it a lot. It was like two hours long. That's my little tip mm. for this week, game-wise. Um, and I haven't really done anything else other than Christmas. So, man, other, other than I'll tell you what. You know what Christmas. I did a lot over the Christmas um, period? Go on. I played Jenga, which uh, did you? Uh, yeah, that feels like something uh, you could do for ten minutes. Well, like, what do you mean? yeah, no, but my son got Jenga in his stocking and loves it, and so he's been like parading around the house saying he's the Jenga champion because nobody can beat him. And uh, we've tried as well. Like I've really tried. My wife has tried a couple of times as well. My daughter's hopeless. Like she, she takes one block, the tower falls down, she starts to cry. Um, but yeah, so we've just, like our whole family has just played way too much Jenga. Wow. Right. Yeah. And that's because you can't possibly beat yourself. Yeah. And, uh, and, it, and it takes me back to my youth in the 80s when... Uh, First, I first heard about Jenga. I remember some friends having Jenga or whatever. But on TV at the time, there was a commercial. It was a rap commercial for Jenga. God, that was and, a thing. Uh, they used to do a lot of rap commercials. And it, went, and it went a little bit like this. You ready? It went Jenga, Jenga, Jenga. And then it goes, you take <laughs> a block from the bottom and you put it on top. You take a block from the middle and you put it on top. That's how you make a tower. You just don't stop. And you kill the building on a box on top. I don't know all the lyrics, but it's, uh, <laughs> anyway, okay, you you get this though, right? You this jingle is like engraved in my mind from like nineteen eighty six. Well, apparently not the last verse, um, but yeah, and, yeah, and it's something that comes back to me every once in a while uh, without any prompting. So my son gets Jenga for Christmas. And all of a sudden, in my mind, Jenga, Jenga, I'm fucking singing this song. So, of course, I had to go on YouTube and find it and play it. And uh, now uh, now my son it just plays it on the iPad constantly. And and then we're playing Jenga. Oh, my God. And my life has just become some sort of weird hell. So um, that's been No, fun. it's like the Queen's Gambit. Yeah. He's now going to become like the world Jenga <laughs> champion. This oh is his path God. you set him on. Do you see? This is how this is the right age to start. Because this is the age that people like become piano prodigies or like StarCraft oh, II yeah. prodigies or whatever. Like their parents introduced them to something. And this is the nine years old or whatever is the age that that they start because like getting obsessed with something they think they're really good oh, at. Oh my lord. And so this is the first step towards yeah. global Jenga the, the Jenga glo the global glo the global global dominance global. of the the, the, the I think Jenga I'd rather plan. him be impressively good at Tetris cuz those guys get my respect. Right. Jenga? <laughs> I don't know like, but Jenga's cool and it's Son, dexterous. you're not going to play Jenga, you're going to play Tetris. No dad, I'm telling you it's Jenga for me. No. <laughs> no son of mine's played Jenga you full take time. A block from the bottom and you put it <laughs> fuck you. Stop no. saying boys, stop. <laughs> <laughs> you can't control him. Uh. No, the, Tetris is the kind of thing like Mark Zuckerberg would be good at. Do you know what I mean? Or I think something like um I think like you tend to see like the more physical things like Rubik's Cube people being more dexterous or at least like at least like not being as nerdy. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like to be a Tetris champion, you literally have to have like the palest skin imaginable. You can see your kidneys, you know, just naturally yeah. kind of thing. You have to be evolved to like be a different life form. Yeah. To to be good at those games, I think Tetris. It's I don't know. I never could. I never could. It never clicked 
with for me in the same way that certain other things too didn't click you know the, do you remember there was always a couple of kids at school who could solve the rubik's cube like you could mess it up anyway and they would just go and solve it yeah that always that... always amazed me but i i the weird thing is i can i can like everybody i can solve one face of a rubik's cube happily right i can I th- I happily think there's a, there's get a, one there's, face there's some done. sort of mechanism oh, it's a by formula which it will I, solve I looked itself, it up i looked it up right? so which is amazing all of those kids looking back they were either very very good at maths and figured it out because it is just a formula that you can do so for each bit that you need to solve for one thing there are certain sides that are like true sides so that when you solve it you've got you know that that is the correct side because it should be this color and that color should be here that's a good edge and everything like that rather than you've sort of forced these two sides together and they're not that that's not the actual solution so you won't be able to solve the cube so that's a big part of it is that there are certain colors that are meant to be next to each other in a certain sequence and there are others that that are not so that's a big factor and then how you solve it is a series of formula so if you have a piece here and it needs to be moved up to this piece you do this sequence and that'll move it into position you just repeat these formula over and over again um because of course if you have a face that's solved and the face adjacent to it that also needs to be solved which is, is of course the case you can't solve that other face if that means messing up the solved one so it's a, mm. all of these formula involve rotating a piece and then putting all the other bits back into the same position so that you don't foul up the entire thing and you just repeat that eventually you get to the point but it is if you look it up for every single possible i need to move this tile to here there's a formula for it that's like rotate this one clockwise turn it this point to that way click clack clack and you're done so if you can memorize that formula you can solve the rubik's cube very quickly so when you see those guys who go and then slap it on that little mat that perfectly times when they sort of have done oh, it. Oh man! It's it's just that they've memorized the formula. <clears throat> it's not like the they're solving a crossword. Being it's... trained to do something and casually learning it. I think that if you casually picked up a Rubik's cube and you started playing with it and you started trying to figure it out, I think you would re- start to re- realize these formula. You know, the pins on the crazy ball would come together, and you'd be like, "Oh, okay, now that's how I get this thing right. to here," and that's a useful thing to know. Right. And I think that at the, I, I think that a lot of that stuff has been understood and you can teach it to someone yeah, yeah. and they will get a real step forward in advance. I think it's the same to some extent with chess. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm quite interested in chess, but I feel like you still do see young chess people come along. Yeah. I mean, Magnus Carlsen, I guess, recently a good example of someone who's relatively new to the chess world, um, even now, even though he's like probably like getting on for our age, but he's... Um, He's like some, someone who, you know, almost like, you know, you, you thought back in the day with these these Russian masters and stuff. You know, this is back when people were very smart. People were going go to the moon and working out very complicated maths and, you know, building nuclear power plants. You know, it's not like it's not like we, we didn't have knowledge of like a very advanced level of, of, right. of mathematics and stuff. And uh, but but apparently, you know, you can still get kids today who are coming through and being able to be taught and trained these very high level stuff that people just didn't know back then about chess. You know, it's not. And so I, I think like in a sense, like what I'm trying to say is that we are, we are able to teach kids nowadays. It's not that we're teaching them more. It's that we're teaching them better mm. yeah. because we have more knowledge of, of the game. Mm-hmm. So I, I've um, been playing chess um, on chess.com for about the last 
year or so. Um, What's your rating? I think it's about a thousand. Oh, that's pretty good. That's interesting because I think Dazzles wants to organize like a little chess tournament. Yeah. My rating has to be like zero. Fuck, I suck so bad at chess. God, I suck so right, bad. But, oh my but god! Here's the I thing, had to. Again. I had to remove teeth from my mouth to get more dicks into my mouth. I suck that bad at chess. Like. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my god. Just bear, bear in mind though that honestly, <laughs> just like I'm talking about the Rubik's cube and the the, the puzzle element to it, once you learn. Like if you, there's a guy called Agadmator who does uh, chess videos on YouTube. You know, yeah. he's the guy you will have seen him. He's like Huge, very Russian, hugely successful. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's very it simple. E five captures, captures. Yeah, we talked about it before. So if you watch his videos, the opening twenty moves are like we've seen this before. He says that all the time. Obviously, we've seen this before because these are very standard openings. And as with any chess game, the the earlier moves are much more repeatable and predictable and and the same. And you can look at many, many, many games that have this style of opening and this style of response to that opening, and they play out very similarly. And it's not until like move 15 or 20 that suddenly you've got a new game, which means we haven't seen this before. Like this is a sequence and this is a combination of pieces in, in play that we have not seen before and we can look at the records of games and say, nope, that's not one that we that has come up. Or if it has, it's it's rare to have these pieces and this sequence and it, all the rest of it. Because mathematically, there are so many possible chess games. Um, it's it's insane. It's actually insane how many how many possibilities of game there are. So what makes chess interesting is when you get to the point where you're like, yep, yeah, I am familiar with all this so far. Someone does a move that you possibly haven't seen before, and at that point, the chess actually begins. So the main thing to learn early on is these openings, what are the standard opening moves? And you're basically, what my friend Ashwin said to me, you're waiting for your opponent to make a mistake and for you to spot that mistake and exploit it. And at that point, the game starts to tip in your favor. And then it's about you making less mistakes than them. That's that's person versus person chess. It's not about some brilliant Queen's Gambit play. Yeah. It's basically, no, yeah. can you make fewer mistakes? Because that's most, pe most people are going to make a mistake at some yeah. point, which yeah. is why playing against a computer, which is all I do, I hate playing against people, Playing against a computer, the computer will make the same moves over and over again, sure. and you can predict the moves it's going to make, and it yeah. doesn't make mistakes very no, often. But then, I mean, if you just practice against the computer in like a safe place, you just get better, though, right? Like you, I, I don't think you do. I, I don't think you'd you be do. able and to I, process I, moves faster. I mean, that that it, it helps, and you definitely start to see patterns. Like you know what a fork is in chess. Yeah. So you know when when you can like it's mainly with a knight where you move a knight into a position where you're threatening two pieces and he has to choose and you're going to get one of those pieces regardless because he has to choose between two. He can't save them both. He can't capture your knight. So if you get a, the best fork is when you get like his queen and his king. Yeah. So he has to move the king and you get the queen with the knight. That's like a fork. So looking for those is a pattern. Looking for revealed um, sort of uh, attacks. So you move a piece to threaten one piece, and it's revealed behind that is another piece that threatens a different piece. Those are the things, the patterns you start to recognize, and you see them coming. So that's yeah. that's good. But but the computer doesn't right. is, isn't great to play against compared the to the human brain is amazing at what it can watch out for and see and remember and realize and and also kind of see at a glance maybe even like stuff like a lot of apparently a lot of Magnus Carlsen's play is very intuitive and it's very much like he plays it, fast it, as weird, well it's weird to say that right but he it's 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 intuition from experience so it's like something that he 
it's like that the gut feeling of a detective. I never really put like a lot of stock in it before. I was always like gut feeling. Surely you should just go with your yeah. your brain. Right. But actually, like they've they've experienced these things so many times or been in such similar situations or they've met someone and something was off, you know, and they just know like that there's something going on here. And sometimes they're wrong, and you know, sometimes it was the wrong decision. And it's called and playing it, a they, hunch, they, chief. They, Listen yeah, to me, but, McGarnacle. But, Your hunches cost the city millions of dollars last week when you destroyed a downtown city center. Listen to me, Chief. I get results. And my gut's telling me the Mendoza did it. <laughs> I love the That's, bit. I love the bit when uh, I can't remember like the full line, but when he's like, uh, we found Timmy dead in a ditch. I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to eat my lunch. <laughs> Listen, McGarnacle. <laughs> Listen, McGarnacle. I hope then, you're happy then, with yourself. <laughs> and then and then Homer's like, because he gets results, you stupid chief. <laughs> oh my god. We are we are of an Simpsons. age where that era of The Simpsons is all that's imprinted on a good percentage of my brain. Everything oh that happens, God. I some, run it through Some that of the filter. lines from, from like, like the like peak Simpsons that was. Yeah, right? like, which was, was so I mean, but, but the first 10 years yeah, of The Yeah, first Simpsons, 10 years right? of The Simpsons were definitely... And here's the thing, I was looking at, because they've, they've done all these fucking, you know, the best shows ever and yeah, all that yeah, kind yeah. of crap. They do that over this period. And because I was ill, I was watching a couple of those. The number of shows that ran for 10 years... Or, or just around 10 years. Friends ran for 10 years. Frasier ran for 10 years. Seinfeld ran for 10 years. These were shows that they did 10 years. Yeah. And that was like, you think of them, they seemed to be there for ages, and then they stopped, and they did all these episodes. But they stopped, because 10 fucking years yeah. is enough. That's a the Simpsons is now, what, 30 years or something stupid like that? Yeah. For the love of God, stop. Yeah. Stop. You same voice actors for the most part. Same, it's like, the, all so the characters dead. are just, like, in this time vacuum. Oh, like, it's just, just... stop. Well, that's the thing. They are in this time vacuum. So, so the, bizarrely, I read this thing about how The Simpsons is now aspirational, right? That that it's a it's a man being able to support a whole family and have a house in a nice place <laughs> and despite being oh useless at his job he's yeah. never been fired uh, unless he and then uh, well actually Homer's been fired a bunch of times and always gets rehired but he has a union job remember he has a good union who's been sort of fired a bunch of times him. yeah I don't know like I read this whole article about how the obviously the new new series has started this year and it's and it's it's something which is so detached from reality because it used to be this thing where, you know, in the post-Reagan years, there was this kind of feeling that the middle class was being squeezed yeah. and that, you know, Homer had to take a second job as a mall Santa or right, a plowman right. man or well, whatever. Po right, Post-Reagan kind of and, and actual Reagan years as well, middle class got And, you know, by over. now, you know, it's it's completely different you know for for someone trying to you know support a family yeah with homer's actually got it made which is in the frank grimes episode where he goes around there and he assesses like homer's life he sleeps at work everybody just kind of lets <laughs> him float by yeah he has this huge house yeah and frank grimes works his balls off and got all these qualifications and has a terrible time of it i for me i thought that represented the the writer's awareness about the fact that why the fuck is homer being seen as a punchline here he's actually got it made compared to so many other people. But then they just ignored that. <clears throat> and now it's just like, the Simpsons are going to Brazil and all that kind of shit. Yeah. I just think you should That's what stopped. the show's become, right? It's always it's like... It's awful. Oh, Which let's... celebrity can we shoehorn in this week? And, uh, but oh, it's, it's always awful. like... I, I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm getting this wrong, but I, I kind of dislike the whole like um, American view on the world like through their like culture and media sort of thing. And the Simpsons is is a, it does that 
um, sort of well uh, in a bad way, right? Like the Simpsons go to Japan and it's like, wow, Japan is so weird. It's not like America. And like, and that's the whole joke. And it's just right. like, okay, that's not actually funny at all. It's just kind of dumb. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. I, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but like the Simpsons has always sort of rubbed me the wrong way in that sense. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, uh, yeah, I, I don't mean, know. any, any show, any American show, they always have, like you said, we're going to X country. Yeah. And whenever and it's they just do, like, it, it's do they death. just roll out like a gigantic moving van filled with stereotypes, like very exactly common right. yeah. stereotypes. And it's just. It's a very easy. A fun one to do, though. It's not do you fun. Know what I mean, to go it's to Canada, awful. to go it's to just, England. Yeah, they went to England, dumb. didn't they? Yeah. And it's lazy. Yeah, and, and the queen lazy. is the queen is fucking in a red phone box, and uh, everybody's teeth are all like weird and stuff. And it's just like yeah. it's all the stereotypes, right? And it's like, all right, it writes itself, though, right? I think when you're writing a series of The Simpsons every year, and you've got 25 episodes to do, and you're like, fuck it, what shall we do? Oh, <laughs> exactly. Send it to England. Exactly. Send it to Japan. Yeah. He loses his job. Yeah. He gets a new job as this Christmas one. They, you know what I mean? Like they, they, they smash him out and have it's to do all, it. They should have stopped 20 worth. years ago. Yeah. They should, should have done. Yeah. But but then again, other things have risen in in its place. You know, I mean, Family Guy was the original one that sort of took over. And it was all And other people trod on their toes, didn't they, really, in terms of trying to represent something more realistic. Um, or not, not realistic, in a sense, or more... A pr- more time appropriate for like what people are experiencing in the here and I now. Guess. What I um what I guys I just want to say today has been great. What a roller coaster. Good news, bad news, <laughs> I know. ranting. We got a couple of dick jokes in there as well. I yeah. mean, actually to close out 2020, this has been a uh, like a buffet of Triforce, hasn't it? We've had a I little bit of everything. Yeah. We've talked about stuff we spoke about before. Yeah. We've had some personal news. Yeah. We've had some like you said, good, bad. We talked about good, video games a bit. Just good podcasting. Yeah. Just you know? good old-fashioned Triforce. Just good old-fashioned podcasting. The, the, listen, time changes. Time passes. Time the passes. world is a confusing and scary place. We don't know what's coming in the future. And the universe presents We itself. are here, unchanging yeah. and unmodified That's right. from the original. Hey, guess what? Guess what uh, crack pipe I smoked last night? Um, Tarkov. Right back oh in, baby. Oh my god, dude! Did I did as well oh, the other day. Geez. What a miserable experience! Oh man, it, what a game though. <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, I think Tarkov should get Game of the Year 2020, 2019, 2018, 2017. It's, it's so not, fucking it's good. On, like it made me so sad to play it again. Oh, I played it's it again, great, and though. everything that happened, I died. Over just and over that again. thrill after a reset of putting like a key in your ass pouch or like a paracord or something like oh man it's just so good that hit i didn't that I, I didn't achieve a thing oh. I, I every it was I, I i spawned in and as usual i shot at a couple of people and then instantly died yeah i felt instantly outgunned i felt that every single person i played against was much 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 better than me yeah so i just stopped that, and it's like chess though you don't want to play chess against off, other people. Baby. <laughs> exactly i was just not in the mood no i went, went back to dotes i played so much dotes over the last Oh, nice. It's ridiculous. Oh, that's good. That's new good. patch and everything came out and uh, well, well, new hero. Make the most of your holidays, guys. Yes. Um, and have a have a lovely new yes. year. Yes. Happy um, new we'll year. We'll talk next week about <laughs> See you guys next year. <laughs> yeah. I'll play some more weird games. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. All right. Cheers. 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 To you guys. Happy, happy new year happy to new you years, all. Chat. Happy new year to everyone. We'll, see you, well, in, yeah. well see, see you on the other side. Love you lots. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.